0: For any of you that are on holiday and have just wandered in, thought you were coming to a normal church service. Just want to check that you're still okay. How important are these stories? Very. They're so real and they're so gritty and they're so profound and they hit you, not, not just in your head but in your heart. They matter to our lives, don't they? I love it. They're so real. They're like, they draw me in. They bring me closer to God they're so powerful how much does this town need to hear that Jesus is alive and doing stuff yes. and is intimately involved in our lives and that he has power to heal and to transform and to rebuild our brokenness if there was some way that I could take these stories and the truth of them and communicate it into every part of my mind in Devon I would do it like a shot because So many people have never heard what you've just heard. There are so many people that don't know that God is a God of love who is involved with human beings. When you speak of the name of Jesus, or when you talk about God on the street, often you're met with a a kind of glazed response, or it's almost like the name Jesus lends itself more to comedy. It's a bit like... especially when you start talking about Jesus being alive and being active and being amongst us it's it's a bit like talking about Elvis being alive to some people, they've got no frame of reference to what God is actually like or who Jesus actually is and by the way kids, if you don't know who Elvis is (laughs) he's basically the Justin Bieber of his day in the 60s and he died and there was a few believers back then that couldn't cope with that so they said that Elvis was alive and when you say God, all sorts of random stuff comes up for people. Everything from him being this old dude with a big beard on a cloud with a pretty angry look on his face, to God is everywhere, and um, God is in everything, and we are part of God, and we are God. And everything in between. It's, it's a completely mixed bag. It's a minefield. And all of that thinking is lurking around somewhere in the back of our subconscious as a county, as a nation. And when, when those files come, like, like if, if our brains were a computer, if, if our, those files come to the front because somebody mentions Jesus, usually that glaze comes because there is, there is a, a thing that flashes up in our minds that, that Jesus is irrelevant. That God is irrelevant. He has no relevance to my life. And understandably, we don't have time for stuff that isn't going to make a difference to my life, that isn't easily applicable to my life. So the call of God and the whisper of God and the love of God and the grace of God is deleted all the time. And then you meet people like Jim and Sam. And that's not so easy to delete, is it? Their stories are powerful and they're real. In fact, all of your stories here, those of you who know Jesus and have journeyed with him for a while in your life, will be able to tell profound stories that are powerful. When we hear of the real work of Jesus in people's lives, it hits us in a deep place. And there's something of a miracle that happens in us. We have a genuine spiritual encounter Something that seemed irrelevant or theoretical or even naïve suddenly becomes important and tangible. We find ourselves somehow encountering God. It's like God is whispering in our ears. Why is that? Two reasons I think. One, because we are designed to only be fully human in relationship with God. And secondly, because God is at work in your life. It doesn't matter who you are often people don't know what to do with that at first. So God is at work in my life. So this story that I've heard has a bearing on my life. What do I do with that? And the next thought that normally arises is something like this. It's great for you, and I love what God's done in your life, but I'm not sure that this matters to me. I'm not sure this is relevant for somebody like me. Everyone's different, but a frequent thought process something like this. I'm pretty good. I'm a pretty good person. I have my good points. But if God is real, he would know what I can actually be like. And he would know everything I've done. And I don't think he'd be interested in me. And with that faulty reasoning, because it is faulty reasoning, we can privately disqualify ourselves from a life-transforming relationship with a real God, who loves us, really loves us, deeply, just as we are. Jesus spoke to crowds who were basically in the same boat as most of the people I meet on the street. Most people have heard something of God. And a lot of people I meet, they are interested in some way, and especially if they've heard stories like we've heard today, there is an injury of some kind that's in there. They may even have a spiritual hunger that is there under the surface. And so knowing that people can be like this, Jesus speaking to a similar crowd, he told the story of the prodigal son. I'm thinking we probably all know the story of the prodigal son, but it's basically a story where Jesus tells of a father and two sons. The younger son uh, Dishonours his father by asking for his share of the inheritance early He takes his father's money At uh, the shock of the crowd Because they can't believe the father has just given this son the share of his cash He takes the cash, he goes to a distant country He basically blows it on drugs and alcohol and prostitutes Until the money is all gone And of course then his friends are all gone and he finds himself destitute and he takes up a job feeding pigs. Which of course for any good Jewish family, that is the worst thing you can possibly do. They are the most unclean of animals. And as Jesus was telling this story, what would have really spoken to his, the crowd was that this was an absolutely shameful life. They would have condemned him so deeply. Everybody would have been first to pick up a rock and throw at this young man because he had just violated everything they knew to be good with regard to respecting God, respecting your family, respecting what you do with your money, but also feeding those pigs. That's just the lowest of the lowest of the lowest of the low. Jesus wanted to deal with the shame issue in the people in front of him. So he painted a picture that was more shameful than they'd ever heard before and then he shot their pants off. By showing them how the father responded when this lad came home. Because he didn't scold the son. The story goes that the father runs and kisses him and lavishes his love upon him. He's over the moon simply because the boy decided to come home and now here he is sheepishly walking towards home. That's it. That's all this boy has done he's done nothing else to redeem himself literally all he's done is show up and now here he is he's decided to seek out his dad, that's it for all his father knows he's just as selfish as he's ever been but he doesn't seem to care he runs which is also something which is Unacceptable in that culture, unless there is an absolute emergency or you are driven with compassion. The father runs. He doesn't care, he just loves him. It's disarming, that kind of love, isn't it? Yeah. Now, here's a thought. What if. Okay, put it in of different way. How much sooner? Would that prodigal son have returned had they met someone like Jim or Sam while they were still in the far country? How much sooner would that prodigal have returned had they met someone like Jim or Sam while they were still in the far country? Much quicker, I believe. I believe that when people see the quality of your lives, when they sense that you have been with God that you carry something of God's family resemblance something of that divine love is upon you and as they listen to you they're going to want to run to him as people encounter you they're going to say I want some of that I'm going home Jim and Sam Where's Sam? I see Jim. Where's Sam? He's there. Jim, Sam. Sam, Jim. Let your relationship with God be accessible and open to the people around you. Jesus put it in better words than I can. He said, you, Sam and Jim, and the rest of you are the salt of the earth. In other words, you give people a flavor of what life can be like with God. A taste of of what it is to come home and to receive God's love. He also says, you are the light of the world. And then he says, shine. Every day. Matthew 5.16. Let goodness shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Do you understand that? They will look at you, they'll run to Him. They'll look at you, they'll run to Him. And that is the call on your lives let's pray Heavenly Father I want to thank you so much for the power of these stories I want to thank you for the way they speak to us Lord they set our minds reeling with questions but also they call deeply to our spirits Lord thank you so much for the evidence of grace that these two have shared Lord, I pray that these two would shine bright. And I pray that everybody that feels far from you, that needs to come home, needs to know what it is to have your love lavished upon them and to be remade into a true son or daughter of God. Lord, I pray that everybody who needs to come home, that is in the vicinity of these two, would see the grace that is upon these two. And I pray that many would run home having met them. In Jesus' name, Amen.